Okay, welcome to Coach's Corner. This is Coach Morphus, and today we are joined uh, by Coach Sherrod, and he's going to talk about... A little decision-making. Decision-making. Uh, what made you decide on decision-making? Uh, because my personal experience uh, in making decisions, whether it be good or bad, uh, has affected my life in, in a pretty big way, uh, and I think some of these guys and girls can get maybe get something out of it and uh you know maybe some of that time that i i wasted won't be such a waste why don't you just tell us a little bit about sort of your background and how that sort of shaped you know your your upbringing and your life in general there was this quote that uh this guy told me when i was littler uh i don't know maybe fifth sixth grade and he said choices uh not chance determine one's destiny. And at the time, that meant absolutely nothing to me. You know, it, was, it sounded really good. Sounded uh, like a Yoda. Yeah, thing. it sounded like an all, you know, hum, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was, it whatever. It, it didn't mean anything to me at the time. Uh, and then I get to this point in my life, and I look back at it, and choices uh, slash decisions, decisions what we're talking about, uh, not chance determines one's destiny. Like, I'm here today. I got here today because uh, of the choices that I made. Not necessarily the greatest of choices, uh, but I can't complain because it, it landed me here. So what were some of the things that you came across that you know affected the types of decisions that you made? Uh, one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one, is, is friends and, and people that I hung out with, people I associated with. Uh, you know, growing up, I had the all-American life, you know, the white picket fence in the front yard. Uh, both my grandparents uh, were successful uh, in ministries and things like that, uh, and my parents kind of raised me in that area. Uh, so growing up in junior high and high school, it was all about making the best decisions because if I got in trouble, you know, my, my parents knew before I got home. You were going to be busted. Yeah, they, it was, it was going to be, it wasn't going to be good. So. Growing up, I, I, I had that in the back of my mind to always make the right decisions. And he, even in football, you know, Coach Campbell, you know, talked about being a, a, a thermostat in the room. Uh, I was that guy, I was the introvert. You know, I was the guy that was going to work really hard. I was going to do all the reps. I was going to do a little extra because I'd made the decision at the sophomore, my junior year, that I was going to be the best or try to be the best that I could be on the field, whether it was uh, football, baseball, track, uh, in the weight room, whatever it was, uh, I was going to be the best. Okay, so, um, you know, I think one of the things that's important is um, understanding when you're making decisions and why you're making them. And so just talk a little bit. You decided to be the best when you were in high school at the things that you were doing. So. What were sort of your attitudes or even the people that you surrounded yourself with then that sort of allowed you to sort of follow through with that? A lot of it was was my family. So, you know, my family, they're, they're very successful in everything that they do, uh, whether it's a refinery worker, you know, RV dealerships, you know, things like that. My family is very successful uh, in Southeast Texas. And so to follow in those footsteps, like I was going to be the guy, you know, in the back of the yearbook, I was the guy that was going to be the most successful. I was I was the guy that was the most athletic. I was the I was that guy uh, 
in my mind too. And I think that's one of the biggest things that helped form my decisions later is I thought nothing bad could ever happen to me. You know, nothing, nothing bad was going to happen to me because don't you know who I am mentality. That's, that's what I had is I was too cool for school. I was too big for my own britches in my own mind. Now I didn't really show that, uh, per se, you know, I didn't really, but in my mind, I thought I was, he couldn't touch me. So when you had people around you that could support you, could kind of insulate you, having that attitude sort of fed into your success because you really didn't have um, any choice, really, in as far as what else you were going to do at that time. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, basically it was... It was success or bust. There was no, it was you were going to be the doctor or you're going to be a lawyer, uh, you're going to be the athlete. It, whatever was at the top to my family, I think that's what equals success. Uh, and maybe, you know, if you ask them, it, it probably different. They probably didn't think that, but the standards uh, that I placed on myself uh, based on how I was raised, uh, became the standards that I, I believed in myself. So how did all that change? So we're, you know, I'm rocking along uh, through junior high, high school, you know, my sophomore year, I'd made the decision to get bigger, faster, stronger. And so that year from sophomore to junior is when I jumped up and, and made the biggest gains and ended up on varsity at the end of my sophomore year, or, you know, the end of the sophomore season. Uh, into my junior and senior year. Uh, and then that's when things got a little little sketchy, if you want to call it that. Uh, after my senior year of football season, you know, just like any other kid, uh, I've always been good. I've always done the right thing. So what, you know, what happens? Everybody has a little rebel in them, right? So that, that side of it, of me, came out. Uh, and just wanted to do, you know, just one bad thing. Or, or not necessarily, one, not one bad thing, but one thing that that people would never think that I would do. And so looking at decisions, you, you don't think the decision that you make today is going to affect you 10 years down the road. When exactly, that's exactly what happens. Because uh, mine ended up being a 10 to 12 year decision uh, from one incident that formed and, and molded the rest of, well, my life up until I was 28 years old. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the example that we've talked about earlier, things that, that you may have heard and things that I've read. It's like uh, imagine dragging your foot in the sand, uh, you know, digging out the trenches, you know, deep trenches, shallow trenches, whatever, and, and just making your path along the sand and then and going behind it and dumping some water in it and, and letting that water follow that path that you've created, whether it was shallow, deep, uh, steep, whatever it is, that water's gonna follow the path. Now, it's the decision-making process in my book because the path that I dug out in high school was a path of success, um, good grades, uh, based a lot of it on football and and track and the, the success that I had there. Um, never thinking that there'd be a wall in that trench and damn that all up. 
and, and the success ends, and, the, and that kind of symbolizes that one bad decision, and life doesn't move on from there, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. So during that time, you talked about how friends and the people you surrounded yourself with uh, how that was such a big factor. Uh, looking back, what were some decisions that, you know, were coming into your sort of mind and the way of doing things that allowed you to sort of begin to allow people in your life that may not have been uh, great for making good decisions? So one of, the, one of the quotes that I heard when I got to Abilene was, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I thought... It's genius. It really is. Now, if I was in high school and I heard that, I wouldn't think so. I'd be like, that's never, I can hang out with so-and-so and that whatever they do is not what I'm going to do. Right. And then that, that quote was followed by, well, if you're in the barbershop, eventually you'll get a haircut. Right. You can't just sit like in it. the barbershop and, and not expect to get a haircut at some point. So you can't tell me that you can go sit in a group of people and not eventually do what they're doing Eventually. Right. Because uh, it happened to me. The best teacher in life is experience. And so my friends were successful, and, and I look up at them now, and they're still successful. They didn't change their mindset. They didn't change their morals. They didn't change their values uh, that, they, that they had in high school. And, and I did. I compromised some of those and, and did some things that weren't necessarily me. And it started with friends. You know, I... I started hanging out with people that didn't do the same things that we used to do, you know, with my old friends. And and we hung out in different places and did different things. And it wasn't necessarily about the, the success, but the the self-gratification, I guess, what feels good now, right. instead of looking at the future. I mean, that, that group of friends that I had in that in that time from high school till you know, after my senior year started started making the decisions and started changing my friends, and then when I got to McNeese, I totally changed everything, and you know, half of those friends there uh, that I had from you know McNeese up till you know I was 28 or either dead, locked up, uh, or not having really good lives at all, and so. At what point does the decision-making process change? You know, if you know you can find yourself down and out, um, but what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do to change that? And so that that kind of hit me at about 28 years old, sitting in my mom's apartment, uh, laying on a bed in her living room, a little twin-size bed. All right, just think about putting a little bed in your living room, and you're laying there, a grown man. Uh, with nothing going on in his life, and I'm blaming everybody for my problems because it was your fault. You know, it was your fault that I failed, not me. Right. Right, because I was a successful dude in high school. Uh, I had it going for me. Uh, I had the scholarship to play football. I had it all. And it was your fault that I threw it away. It was your fault that I was where I was at. I couldn't keep a job. I couldn't keep anything going in life. And, and one day, you know, I wake up and, I'm looking at the ceiling, and I'm like, is this really all life has to offer? Is this really it? Um, and I made the decision there that I would start doing some things different. Uh, and I'd tried in the past to do, you know, do some things different, 
but I, I was never fully dedicated to that uh, and the process that goes into it. Um, but at 28, you know, I wanted the family, I wanted the wife, I wanted the kids, I wanted to make a difference somehow, but I couldn't change myself. So how was I going to change the world if I couldn't change myself? I, I was a real good talker, but not necessarily a, a good doer. And I had to make those two line up. So what were some specific decisions that you think led to, you know, you being where you are today? Well, it, it goes back into, into how I was raised. Like, I think eventually you come back. It's kind of kind of like the parable of the guy that the son that wandered off and squandered all his wealth uh, and then came back uh, to his dad expecting, you know, and said, hey, um, I'll, I'll be a slave. Just do whatever. Get me out of the trouble that I'm in uh, and, and I'll just I'll work for you. You don't have to give me anything. And the dad throws a party. Because he came back, uh, kind of the same thing here. I went back, went back to my roots, um, started thinking on those ideas of okay, if what does success look like? How do I get there? Um, at the at the time, you know, at, towards the end, I didn't really have any friends. I was just stuck in a never-ending circle uh, or a cycle of uh, it's your fault, not mine. Uh, I, basically told my parents to kick rocks or they told me to kick rocks. My dad had nothing to do with me. Uh, mom was on the verge, but she could never get rid of her baby. Right. right so yeah. that, that wasn't going to happen. But I mean, she was at that, at that point. And so I had to, I had to do something different. Another quote that I got when I got here was if you want something different, you have to do something different. And that slapped me in the face like a ton of bricks. Cause I was never willing to do anything different. I was never willing to change because I didn't need to. Don't you know who I am? You know, I never had to change anything. And I got to thinking, well, maybe, maybe I'm not the bee's knees. You know, maybe I'm not the best that's ever walked this planet. Maybe I have to change that idea and uh, start surrounding my people, uh, surrounding myself with people that were successful, that did have what I wanted in life. And so when I got here to Abilene, I jumped in their hip pocket, you know, I, and they showed me the way. They kind of they kind of brought me along, and and I have to give that a lot of credit because if you if you look at my track record, I didn't really do very much to help myself in a, in, in you know a good ten to twelve year window. I had to I had to have people teach me how to do that. What do you think is important that kids should understand about? the decisions that they're making and, and maybe how to keep themselves, um, you know, on the right path as far as the decisions that they make and how it affects them. Right. No, one of the biggest things is, first of all, I'll never tell anybody what to do. You know, that was one of the biggest things that kept me running and gunning was, was parents or family saying, you know, you're going to do this or you need to do that. And, and that made me run farther and faster. And so thinking about our, our guys and our, our kids and stuff, I, I would never tell them, you know, exactly what to do. I can just tell you what helped me and what, you know, what benefited my experience. And one of them was staying humble. You know, I had a lot of great thoughts about myself. You know, a lot of, a lot of things were going to go really good in my life. And, and when they didn't, it was your fault, not mine. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is taking taking credit 
when credit's due, but also taking the blame uh, when things don't go your way. Um, that's to me. That's one of the biggest things. Another one is, is surround yourself with people that have the same goals. You know, um, I found some people that didn't have the same goals, and I thought I could change them. You know. Uh, and along the way, along that path, I thought there was a lot of times that I could change you. You aren't going to change me. But eventually I found I was the one getting changed. You know, when it's one versus a hundred, you're going to follow the hundred every time. And so I would jump in a crowd and, and say, you know, I'm not as bad as so-and-so just yet. I'm not as bad as somebody else just yet. And eventually... I got to their level or even past them. So uh, surrounding yourself with people that, that have the same visions, the same goals, uh, and not trying to change people. That, that's, I think that's one of the biggest keys is you know, don't, don't run in thinking you're gonna change somebody's thought, thought process overnight. Uh, live out who you wanna be and what you're gonna do because my parents got tired of hearing the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, pitch that I gave them every single time something happened and finally it turned into you know what we're tired of hearing it we're tired of hearing the words let's see the actions and so I think I think that's another big thing is walk the walk instead of talk it because if there's one thing I was good at it was talking I could really really talk up a good game but when I put action behind those words that's when things really started to change Obviously, you know, you're coaching, you have a family now, I know you have a son. And so just to kind of end here, what, what's something that you can kind of end on to, to just give these guys something to take with them? I always say now that, I mean, from where I started living the dream in high school, started living it, uh, kind of let that dream go. And then, you know, I look up and... I'm where I'm at now, and I can I can honestly say I'm living the dream. I always say that to anybody that asks me, how are you doing, what's going on? I'm living the dream, because uh, I always wanted the family. Uh, things at the beginning of the story that I wanted that I gave up for the life that I wanted to live, uh, after making the better decisions, if you will, uh, I have those things um, because of decisions that I made to fix the problem to fix the issue um, because it wasn't going to fix it on its own. That's definitely one one thing that I've learned. Uh, and, and one of the last things I want to leave you guys with, uh, and if you're in my class, you've heard this before, but I'm not sure if seniors are getting this or not, but I'll lay it on you all anyway because um, it, it, I relate to it so much. Uh, great athletes with bad grades or ones that make bad decisions become legends that never made it out of their hometown. And uh, I was that guy. I was that guy, but I had it all. And, and I made the bad decisions. I had the great grades, but I made the bad decisions. And in my mind became a legend that never got out. But had every dream and, aspi you know, every dream and aspiration too. It just took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Thanks, Coach. Really appreciate you sharing, and um, hope you guys will continue to tune in and listen. And we will see you next time on Coach's Corner.